hey, we're back. This is Jonathan Katz, the guy who likes to say, hey, we're back. I don't get it either. Hey, when I was a little kid, my best friend was the radio. And I don't even think my parents knew I had a radio, but every night I'd crawl into bed with some milk, maybe a bag of pretzels, and I'd turn on the radio and I would be totally transported by uh, Murray Murray the K on Tenton Winds, Winds New York, Tenton Winds, Big Dan Ingram, counting down the top hundred songs. But there was one show that I will never forget, and it was hosted by a guy named Tom Silver, and I was lucky enough to find a copy on eBay. Sure not the first case. Nope. Won't be the last case. Okay. But you'll agree. I do. Might be the worst case. It is. The worst case scenario. Live from the Albion building in New York City, it's worst case scenario. And here's your host, Tom Silver. Today's guest has been with us before. He is... See here, he's one of fewer than seven Americans to have written extensively about jaywalking. Please welcome back Arthur Kepler. Hey, thank you so much, Tom. It feels like I never left, and congratulations on having this electric recording device at a safe distance from, from water. I should probably let our listeners know at this point, and it says right here on your material, that you are personally responsible for the slogan, The Life You Save maybe your own. Right, that's something I wrote for the American Highway Association. And is that what you do? You you don't just write slogans, you write books. Some of them just about jaywalking. Yeah. The upside and the downside of jaywalking because, you know, to write just about the dangers of jaywalking is already... Yeah, you're getting rid of half your audience, right? <laughs> they don't want to feel like they're reading a book by a guy who's not open-minded. Or they may just not want that feeling that they're reading a book. That book is now available on tape. It is? Yeah. Oh, have your books been read? Do you read your own books for the... Uh... With the exception of today, I'm usually nervous in front of a microphone. You're doing fine. I hire an actor, yeah. usually. Well, I suppose to keep people engaged over, you know, say the course of three or four hours of listening about right. traffic safety, you've got to get a good reader with a book. It right. would have to be good. How do you do that? Because... To me, it sounds deadly. I try to find somebody whose life has been impacted by my work, huh? who also has any kind of show business yearnings. Yeah. There's a woman who lives in Southern California mm. whose daughter just forgot to look both ways, mm. which is, by the way, another slogan. What, forget the... No. Well, how's the slogan go? Look both ways before you cross. Look both ways. Don't get lost. You made that up now, didn't you? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, look both ways. Uh, again, uh, this is... Uh, it's just good advice, you know, which I converted into a, into a slogan with the help of a colleague of mine. When does it go from becoming just good advice to a slogan? When it gets published in a book of safety slogans, that's really... Yeah. How many people know that this is your slogan, would you say, in, in the world right now? Counting you? Let's say counting me now. How many people know? It depends on the generosity of people who also write about safety. If they so there's some attribution problems. Right. Another of yours is um, cross, how does this go, cross? At cross the... at the green, not in between. Okay. And that, yeah. that is a little bit catchier. Yeah, because it rhymes, of yeah. course. And uh, let's talk about why that, how that saves lives. Sometimes if a kid is at a traffic light, let's say a 10-year-old boy who's in a hurry to get to a baseball game. Okay. Whatever. Wherever yeah. he might be. Yeah. No, let's say it's a 12-year-old girl. Okay. Maybe she's playing a softball game. Okay. Yeah. And, and she's anxious to get there. Yeah. Just as she arrives at the corner, the light turns.
turns yellow. Yeah. Which is the stage in between green and red. Yeah, okay. And she looks both ways. She doesn't see any cars coming. But then on the back of her head, she hears my phrase, cross at the green, not in between. Yeah. And that causes her to stop and wait for the light to change back to green. Perhaps saving her life. Sure. Cut to ten years later, she's in college. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's been dumped by her boyfriend. Yeah. She buys a handgun. Oh. She shoots five kids randomly in her okay. college. Am I responsible for that? Well, this is a whole other issue. No, I'm curious. What do you do? You think I should assume some responsible for responsibility for that? Well, no. Of okay, not. that's all I'm saying. That's why safety is safety first. Okay. All right. Um. Hey, we're introducing a new segment today. It's called Bring Your Cousin to Work Day. Hi, my name is Sid Steber. I am married. I have two kids and six cousins. Well, mama's out the switching in the kitchen and daddy's in the living room a grumbling and a twitching and I'm out here kicking a gong for you. You, you, for you. I don't have a job. But I'm not, I'm not unemployed, I'm a writer, so I still write. At the moment, nobody's paying me to do it. But the good news is that tomorrow is Bring Your Cousin to Work Day. I love this holiday so much that I celebrate it once a week. Sid, Rachel, um, don't interact with the customers. Um, That's my cousin Rachel. She's a waitress. She works at a very busy restaurant in Midtown Manhattan, a deli. You know, I think that she is absolutely right. You know, eating and, and laughing, it's not safe. Sir, you may not want to try the uh, the cured ham. It's turns out it's not cured, it's just in remission. Very often choking victims are joking victims. He, here's the weird thing about Rachel. She, I think she likes this more than I do, this whole bring your cousin to work thing. She's not going to say that to your face. Well, mama's out the switching in the kitchen and Hey, last week I posed a question for my listeners about accepting a donation to a campaign that you are not running. We got several thousand responses from more than 30 countries, and here are some of my favorites. You're going to offer me $10,000 towards my political campaign. The first thing I would do is accept it, and the second thing I would do is assure you that even though I'm not technically running for office at the moment, if I ever do, your $10,000 will be the very first money that I spend. Next message. I would graciously thank Dunkman, assure them that our streets will remain badger-free. Next message. Because of my religious views, I cannot use it for campaign purposes, but I can use it for extensive plastic surgery purposes. Next message. I am not legally bound to not accept this generous cash donation. Next message. Four score and seven years ago. Next message. I would say God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Next message. Yes, I would. I would. Next message. Well, you must get a lot of power of having everybody call you up and say, I Next agree. Next message. Long-time caller, first-time listener, and I would accept the money. Then I would wait until after the election. And I think I'd point out that I am not running for office currently. Next message. Was that really your lawyer? Next message. Je prendrai quand même l'argent et j'essaierai de... J'essaierai de mon mieux de devenir président. Et quand on sera président, on pourra séparer... Euh, on pourra profiter des, des bénéfices d'être président. End of message. 
Hey, we didn't get a chance to play back all the messages, so I wanted to give a special shout-out to uh, Svoboda Petkova in Bulgaria. And in Greece, a shout-out to uh, Nick Papadopoulos. Please, man, don't ever change. My friends in Brazil, Yvette, Yolanda, little Yolanda, and to my listeners in Minsk, where my mom was born, medium-sized Yolanda, uh, thank you for your support, and also in Budapest, big event. Today we heard the voices of Myla Pitt, Tom Snyder, Katie Covet, music by Mike Shapiro, Billy Novak, and Guy Van Duzer. We also got to hear a rare performance by Katz and Jammers doing a Jonathan Katz song called Talk To Me. Katz and Jammers was Andy Pitt on guitar, Steve Leonard on drums, Greg George on sax, Nina Tax on bass. We also heard the music of Jesse Colin Young and the Youngbloods. Listen, based on the on the amazing response we got from last week, I'd like to pose another question to our listeners. About 40 years ago, a physicist named Richard E. Jones presented an interesting theory about what we now refer to euphemistically as audio fossils. Jones maintained that sounds generated as long as 5,000 years ago may have been unintentionally recorded using a very crude technology. Israeli physicist Yonatan Devor has agreed to chat with us about the nature of this theory and why he was drawn to it. And to my listeners, I'd like to pose the question, if you can overhear any conversation or any other kind of sound that has taken place over the last 5,000 years, what would that sound be and why? You can call us at 1-617-866-8000 and leave a message. Thank you so much uh, for listening. This is Jonathan Katz. You've been listening to uh, Hey, We're Back on WKATZ. Today's episode was produced by Katie Catherine Covet.